0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Your Mind podcast. I'm Julie Nygaard, host of the show, and today we are going to be doing an Ask the Expert series where we're going to interview someone who's an expert on something and get all of the information that you need to help yourself become your best through self-empowerment and getting a grasp on how you think so that that can affect what you do and create your best life. Today, I'm really excited to have Myrna Scales with us, who is an Enneagram expert. Now, I know some of you are like, what is an Enneagram? Or maybe you already know, but you may not know your type. But we're going to kind of delve into every aspect of Enneagrams. And Myrna's going to tell you her amazing story. She's a mom. She's got two sons. uh, She's married to a fighter pilot. She's a TEDx speaker. She's an Enneagram coach. So if you're interested in this, you can also hire her to help you learn more about this because it can really positively affect not only your personal life, but your professional life, your emotions, learning these aspects of your personality can be a very huge value to your life. So Myrna, welcome to Power Your Mind podcast. Thank you so much, Julie.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here to share my story and just share how much I love the Enneagram and how it's changed my life. Great. Well, we
0: are excited to hear. And I want to start out with you telling us, first of all, what is Enneagram? What is it exactly?
1: So the Enneagram, uh, Ennea in Greek means nine and gram means drawing. And together Enneagram means a drawing with nine points. And so those nine points are the nine different types. And so there are nine types that you could be that everyone is. And it's kind of like when you were a child, the way that you coped or the way that you mend stress in your certain environment or circumstance, that's like who you become later in life. And, A lot of times the way that we manage stress and cope in adulthood doesn't serve us anymore. And so the Enneagram brings that to light. It makes you aware of the things that you're doing. And instead of putting you in a box, it's letting you get out of that box into freedom, into, okay, I'm like this because of these situations, but how can I grow? How can I change in a positive way?
0: So the Enneagram is basically nine personality types, kind of like general personality characteristics. Is that what you're saying? Or categories, essentially?
1: Yeah, yeah, categories. Or you
0: can change. So that's interesting. I thought like once you're like, I'm this kind of person, then you, you're saying you can change. You can learn about what you are and what serves you and be like, okay, I want to integrate more of these characteristics into my life.
1: So you wouldn't change to a different type, but there are... So me, I'm a certain type. When I go into growth, I can go into a healthier uh, version of another type. Uh, We can go more into detail about how that looks like, but it goes more complex because people are so complex. It's not just I'm this type and that's it. It goes into more detail and there's wings and all that kind of stuff that we can get into.
0: I'm going to read through the nine types really quick, just so people can be thinking about what they might be as we discuss, because I want to ask you how you got into this and what your type is. So let me just read quickly through the nine types for anybody that's listening who doesn't know. So first we have, I'm not going to even go into each of them. I'm just going to read them. First, we have the reformer. I think everybody can kind of figure out what each of them and just based off the name, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, investigator loyalist, challenger and peacemaker. Are those the nine? Okay. Yes. So everybody kind of think about what you might be and then tell me how you got into this. Like what was your draw? What was the interest for you? What were you like, "Oh my gosh, it's life-changing."
1: <laughs> yeah. So my story is a little bit um sad at first when you hear it. Um I already had my oldest son. He was 3 years old and then I had my youngest and everything was great until he was um, about to turn four months old and I found a lump on his belly. And that lump brought us to the doctor and that, that turned into a mass and that brought us to the hospital for more tests. And then we found out that he had cancer. And so at four months of age, um, he had to have surgery to remove his the tumor and his kidney and um, radiation. So all of the things. And I was just in such a desperate and sad state. And I couldn't understand why, even through this trauma, I couldn't speak up about what was really bothering me. I couldn't tap into my anger because I was angry about the situation. And so I started asking myself these questions, like, why am I like this? Why do I care more about others, others' feelings? And I kind of just say that I'm fine. And so one day I was looking, um, I think through Instagram and I saw the Enneagram and I've taken personality quizzes before. And so I went ahead and took it and I found out that I was a type nine, the peacemaker. And when I started reading about it, I started crying. I started crying because I felt so seen and understood, and I finally had words for how I was feeling. Like, yes, I've always been called the people pleaser, the nice girl, but I understood why I was doing that. I felt like my opinion didn't matter, and I felt like that for so long. And so the Enneagram was able to help me tap into the peacemaker, because I'm happy that I'm a peacemaker, but at the same time, it helps me to see that um, confrontation and drama sometimes is not bad, especially when you're in relationships and you have kids. Confrontation can be a good thing. We have to have those conversations. So I started learning and growing through that. But not only is it good for yourself, it's good for you to understand other people. And that was a huge one for me and my husband. So in relationships, it's amazing.
0: It sounds like, well, first of all, oh my gosh, with your son, is he okay? (laughs) Yes, yes. He is five years old. He just started
1: kindergarten a few weeks ago. He's cancer-free. You know, we still have our um, six-month visits and stuff, but he's doing great.
0: That's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. So when you you were talking about how, you took the Enneagram and then you started to cry. I think personally, when someone hears a truth that's right for them, to me, it doesn't come in through your ears. It comes in through your heart, right? Like suddenly it's like, boom, you just know this is it. This is something for me. And it sounds like maybe that's what you felt like. I'm going to learn everything I can about this. I'm going to help other people do these kind of things. Would you exactly. say something similar? That's okay, exactly. For so. so you said you're a peacemaker. And we, we listened to the other nine or the other eight categories. So let's say you're doing some work for yourself. Are you looking at another category and saying, okay, I need to learn how to be more of an individualist or how can I embrace the loyalist or whatever it is that you're trying to work on for yourself? Is that how you're using it?
1: Um, No. So um, as a type nine, I can go to a healthy um a health a healthy type three in growth. So I know that so for a for a type three, that's the overachiever. Achiever, me. Yeah. <laughs> the success, you know? And so when I'm in growth and when I'm feeling like I'm thriving, I'm tapping into that type three. So I am going to go out and start my own business. I'm going to go get that certification that I've been Postponing, you know, I'm going to go after all the things, even though they're uncomfortable, even though I might have some confrontation along the way, I'm not afraid because I'm tapping into that growth space. So I know that I'm healthy, I'm thriving. But when I'm stressed out and overwhelmed, burnt out, I go to the unhealthy type six, the loyalist. And so I was there when my son got diagnosed with cancer. I was worried and anxious and just afraid of everything, you know, any little cold he got, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to call the doctor, you know, I just couldn't get out of it. So when I learned about the Enneagram, I became self-aware and I started to use it as a tool like, okay, I'm stressed out right now because I'm worrying, I'm anxious, I'm afraid. What can I do to shift that? What can I do to get back to health? And so that's what the Enneagram helps you do, like not just to stay in that one spot, but to be able to manage stressful situations and where you go in health.
0: It's almost like you can kind of detach from what's going on and look at yourself objectively and say, okay, I need to make this change, that change, This rather than getting so sucked into it that you can't see your way out of it. Exactly. Yes. That's really interesting. I could see. So how would a person use that at work? Like, let's say you have a conflict at work with an overbearing employee, or maybe some, or not employee, a coworker, someone who's not doing, pulling their weight or something. How do you apply Enneagram at work?
1: I think that just the thought of the Enneagram can build compassion. Um, even if you don't know the person's type, because you might not want to be like, hey, what's your type? Because you're very <laughs> challenging, you know. But even if you don't know their type, you kind of start thinking like, OK, everyone is not like me. Everyone doesn't think like me. So maybe you can start thinking outside of the box and finding different ways to approach this person. Um Like I tell my husband all the time, if he comes home and he's telling me something, you know, this person said this at work, what does it mean? And I'm just like, it probably didn't mean anything, you know, and he's a type one. He's the perfectionist. Right. And so he likes things done a certain way. He likes things done on time. And I tell him, I'm like, not everyone is like that, you know? That's why he's so, a pilot,
0: by the way. And we want those people for pilots.
1: <laughs> exactly. I tell them all the time, I'm like, surgeons, pilots, anything
0: that is like, you know, <laughs> You important want that person. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so yeah. what you're saying. I like that. So what you're saying is you might not be that type of person, but if you understand the characteristics of that type, then you can say, okay, that's who they are. And that just reminds me of my dad who would clearly the challenger right like he always was going are you sure you want to do that have you thought about this can you consider that and then later in my life i realized that his role was my antagonist and then i was able to accept him because i thought if i call him up and he agrees with something that i'm saying i might be like oh i wonder if it's okay <laughs> cuz <'Cause, laughs> you know how when you have an argument with somebody you're basically repeating what you want again and again and again. And it's in a sense, it's driving that message into you. So the antagonist can be a valuable person or the challenger because they're helping you clearly identify what you want. So once I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, right? If, if he doesn't argue with me, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interesting. Okay. And what about in relationships? How would you use it in a relationship?
1: Yeah, so um, I can just use myself for an example. You know, me being a type nine and my husband a type one, we're different in so many ways. Um, So when we were going through chemotherapy and radiation with our youngest, we both grieved differently. And so me, I got really worried and anxious and just needed like encouragement, constant like validation to make me feel good. And he just needed to kind of not talk about it too much. Like he would go on his run and process it that way. And I was like, we need to talk about it, you know? And so me understanding how he processes and how he thinks helped me to kind of not put the pressure on him to like validate me, you know, or encourage me. So it just helped us in our relationship so much. I understand that he likes to be on time. He likes to write things down, you know. We have a Google family calendar and if I'm like, "Oh, what's that appointment again? Did you check the calendar?" You know, that's how he is. And so, instead of letting those little things annoy me, I'm like, "Okay. Yes, it's on the calendar. Let me check." And so, vice versa, he's understood me a lot better. And we just help each other. I'm a little more relaxed. So I help him chill out. Like, let's just take a break. And he helps me stay organized and on track. So we balance oh, each that's
0: other. Right. I, I think so. You're saying that he has also embraced it and saying, OK, you're the peacemaker. You're naturally going to be more concerned about things. And then he helps you to get through the weaknesses of whatever that is as well right so he's he's on board with it which seems like it would be the ideal situation like if someone is going to get into Enneagram that both people should be involved with it so that you can understand if somebody is the individualist you know they're going to do things on their own and they're okay with it and it's not that they're alienating you it's just that that's the way they are yes so okay good I, I like that um what other are there other ways people can use it like personally or what about emotions what like you said you were worried about your son but let's say someone's going through a they've lost someone or they've had a breakup how can they use it or can they use it to process emotions
1: um i think so um before i found out about the enneagram like i was saying i didn't feel like my opinion mattered and i think that was just stemmed from childhood, you know, um, just whenever I said something, I didn't feel like it was heard or validated. And so I grew up that way. And so finding out about the Enneagram helped me kind of find my power and my strength. And I started to speak up more. And so this is a little bit more, um, go diving deeper into the Enneagram, but you have uh, two wings. And so those are the numbers that are um, on either side of your type. So I'm a type nine, I have a wing eight next to me and a wing one. And so I lean more towards the one, which means for certain things, I am a perfectionist. For certain things, I like to be organized, not for everything, but I do lean into the one my wing eight, not so much. And that's the challenger. So that one is really hard for me to tap into. Um, So I try my hardest, certain situations, I'm like, you know what, let me, let me try to be a little bit more of a challenger, even though it's uncomfortable, but it's like, let me try to do that. And emotionally, that's helped me, because I don't I don't sit that silent anymore. I speak up. If I'm not happy or if I'm sad, I don't do the passive aggressive thing that I used to do, the silent treatment or the good, good plan. Yeah, I'm fine. And I'm slamming the cabinets. You know, I am like, you know, I'm not fine. We need to talk about this, even right. though it's so uncomfortable, but it's pushed so did you me.
0: Choose, did you choose your wings or did the wings happen as a result of there's like an, a test that you can take online, which I tried to take, by the way, this morning. <laughs> I yeah. did, like, didn't get the results on time for a thing, but I already know that I am an achiever. I just know that we as girls were sitting around uh, a few years ago and we were talking about like, what's our defining word for our life? And for me, I was like, well, mine's achievement. <laughs> and wow. I think it was the most. uh aggressive everybody else was like oh I'm into you know creativity and I want to travel and I'm like oh, I just want to achieve stuff <laughs> Yeah, so that the, sounds like, like wow I, mean, I wish I could be a little bit more mellow than that but that's kind of who <laughs> I am but uh, so I didn't get to the point where you get like your full chart so is the one in the eight on your chart would you choose it and be like I need these two things or was that chosen for you
1: um, it's chosen for you. So, um, like I was telling you, the Enneagram has the nine points. Uh-huh. So you have the numbers, um, on the nine points. So whatever number you are, so you're a type three. Oh,
0: okay. I see.
1: Yeah. So you would have the wing four and the wing two. That so the sense.
0: I'm just looking at, it. I'm like helper. Yes. I want to help people. That's why I have power your mind podcast. Individualist, yeah. I'm totally happy by myself. Like, yeah, we're worried about you, mom, because I'm divorced. And I mean, I've, I've dated a few people, but the last few years I've just chosen to be single, and they might be the happiest years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, Where like, are you going to find anyone? I'm like, yeah, I have a million girlfriends. We do a ton of stuff together. Don't even worry about me. Okay, You're so good. I see that now. Okay, so that's how it is. It's the things that are on either side of you. It's not like that's coming through the questioning, it's just the order. Of the one through nine, exactly. Okay. exactly. Okay, got it. Well, yeah. so how does someone determine if they don't know already what their enneagram is?
1: So I love um, before even taking a test, like reading up on it. Like you see how you you have that word achievement, so you know that's your thing. Like you can feel it. So most people can look at the uh, read the type and then look at the motivation. Like for me, a type nine, my motivation when I make decisions, is to not be in confrontation, not to be in drama. So like my decisions are based on that. So I knew when I read it, like, oh my gosh, that's me. If, if you read it and you're still trying to figure it out, then maybe taking the test, you know, there are different quizzes that you can take and seeing if, those resonate with you. And then if that doesn't work, then you can reach out to a coach that can ask you like those specific questions, get into those conversations, childhood stuff to see if they can really dig deeper to see what type you are.
0: And you're a coach, right? You yes. are a coach.
1: Yes, so I am. You
0: can, uh, that that's um I didn't even know that you could be an Enneagram coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, are, you and you know a lot about it. It's amazing. And I love the way you've used it too and the way that you shared it with all the listeners for your relationship, for you know, your situation with your son. All of those are really valuable things. So I think other people experience those as well. So how can people get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so I have a blog, um, nine, the number nine wing. One, the number one.com. And that's my type. So I, I use that as my name, my business name. Um, but yeah, you can reach me there. I have lots of articles that go into deeper about each type and their wings and where they go in stress and how to grow. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, you know, Myrna Scales and Pinterest. So I do some pins on there as well.
0: I'm going to put all those links in the notes of the podcast for anybody who's listening and who wants to get a hold of Marina. I forgot to mention one thing. You gave a TEDx presentation. Can you give us a brief description about what that was about? Yes. Um, I just
1: felt like I needed to share my story as a mom. I feel like you know it doesn't matter if you're going through a traumatic situation with your kids or not, but mom's... Are so hard on ourselves. Like the guilt trips, the criticizing ourselves, the negative thoughts, everything. And like social media doesn't help. Watching movies on TV doesn't help because everything always looks so perfect and glamorous. And you're expecting to do it all, you know? And so I wanted to do a TEDx where I talked about what if moms in crisis or, you know, whatever were just kind to themselves like, what if you treated yourself like your best friend? Like, can you imagine how, like, you would just be so much nicer and you would be the best mom to your family, the best wife to your husband, whatever. Like, you would just be an awesome person because moms don't do that, you know? And so I wanted to share my story. So basically
0: you're creating your own platform, right? Like, do you need someone else to help you be there? No, you don't. You can do it yourself just by how you talk to yourself, what you believe in. I mean, you're just, you're speaking my language, girl, because that's what this power your your mind podcast is all about. I have one on parenting, how to intuitively become an amazing parent, like just know what to do and how to do it. But you're right, a lot of it is our self-talk and how we walk ourselves through it. I'm the worst. I mean, watching my daughter, who's 28 now, be so hard on herself. I'm like, wow, if I could do anything different. I would show you how to embrace self-love because I see that you're just as hard on yourself as I was on me. So I'm going to watch your TEDx talk and I'll put the link to that too in the podcast as well. So we have your contact information. We know all about Enneagrams. Now you're a coach. If you want to know any more about uh, Enneagrams or discover your own type or kind of work through something that you might really have had a challenge with, make sure to reach out to Myrna on her, on her blog and her website so that you can connect and see what she has to offer. And thanks everybody for joining Power Your Mind podcast. I really appreciate you listening and wish you all the best in whatever it is that you're trying to achieve in this lifetime. See you on the next episode.